Welcome, this is Mibbit Marketing and I am your host, Rachel Claver. I love helping small business owners become more confident and more capable with their marketing. So this podcast is all here to help you do just that. It's me and the help of some great guests helping you learn new skills, new strategies and ideas. Let's jump in and get started. I'm getting older. I had a birthday this week, aren't we all? Anyway. I often get super frustrated when trying to find clothing and skincare that's targeted to me, but uses younger faces and bodies. I want to see things on my age of skin or my type of body. And I first heard about our guest today, Gemma Ede, and her range conviction, which does just that. It shows people my age with her product, but it wasn't always that way. I've been influenced before buying products on the internet, especially Instagram and TikTok. Those are my favorite places to buy. And I saw her product with an influencer who was sharing it because she had bought it and tried it and then contacted Gemma to talk about the facts she wanted to share with it. Using micro-influencers such as Emma has helped Gemma promote her range in a way that feels organic and real and relevant. She initially started with an agency who offered big name and big following influencers, and they provided great traffic to her website and beautiful, sharp content, but they often didn't result in sales because they weren't the target market Gemma believed she'd really created her product for. Woman over 40 needing a skincare that was easy to use, felt good, and gave her results. And I've got to be honest, that's how I have found the product. I adore it. Her ads often use her own face and tell her own story or the faces of her own customers with their stories about how it's impacted their life. And she's building a range of engaged fans who help her sell her product with their own delight in the results. Today in this podcast, we talked to Gemma about how she came to create a skincare range. It wasn't in her life plan and what she's learned about it and what's up for her next. I do love this product, but I also really love Gemma's story and I hope you fall in love with it as much as I do. If you'd like to talk about this podcast or if you'd just like to ask questions about marketing yourself, do come and be part of the Map It Marketing group on Facebook. The link is in the show notes or you can just Google it or search for it on Facebook. And I'd love it if you checked out my book, Be a Spider, Build a Web, about how to create an effective content marketing strategy that's meaningful, authentic and makes you feel good about doing your marketing. It's on all online platforms, mainly booksellers, and you also have got a link in the show notes for that too. Right, with no further ado, let's go start talk to Gemma. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Map It Marketing. If this is your first time listening and you love the podcast, please do remember to hit subscribe. For those of you that are returning visitors, thank you so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. And also thank you for those of you that do rate and review the podcast, especially if you love it. Just a reminder, if you hate it, you're very welcome just to pretend we never had this moment before and we can just let it go. You don't have to say anything. Okay, um, so without further ado, I'm really excited um, to have our guest Gemma Eid on the podcast today because I use her product. I, um, I became a fan. I actually was influenced by one of her people that she uses. And then since then, I did a little TikTok video and managed to influence other people to buy it as well. It is a product I adore, but I also love the story. And I love talking to small business owners in New Zealand who really do go with something that they love and adore, have a great story behind it, and then put their all into it, which is what Gemma has done. So uh, welcome to the show, Gemma. 
Hello, thank you. It's Thanks lovely to have you. Now, I thought I'm just going to let you rip for a bit um, and just talk a little bit about how conviction started and kind of what's happening with it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, probably going to be the highlight of my Friday. So <laughs> we're going to live at 10 a.m. Who knows what happens? <laughs> I'm caffeined up and I'm ready to go. Perfect. Um, so conviction. Yeah. So I guess if I go back a little bit, if I can, um, story started for me when I was probably in a bit of a bad, bad place in my life. Um, turns out it was one of those places where you learn and grow and have ideas um, like many of us have experienced. So I was living down on the Kapiti Coast, um, which is near Wellington in New Zealand. And I had recently separated from my ex-husband and I had also recently had a miscarriage and everything was just pretty shite, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I guess I got fed up with myself. I got fed up. I was living in a, you know, a cool little town in a, a nice house that I owned and I felt sort of empowered by that. Um, but I was pretty lonely and I just got fed up with my own sort of attitude to everything and not being sort of grateful and not um, knowing how to really find that kind of badass side that I always had relied on to motivate me to the next stage of my life. And so I guess long story short, I went on a journey of it was sort of inside, outside, internal, external. Um, I was already quite devoted to sort of health and good eating and I was always had been kind of an exerciser but I just um, really kind of leveled up I guess in that space and I did a lot of spent a lot of time I had a lot of time um, living on my own to do research um, in terms of you know what, what, what I was putting onto my body topically um, I had was also working with a amazing woman who you know she was a naturopath but she's a clinical and holistic um nice I like medicine. that that's so yeah, amazing eastern kind yeah. of blend is always good she yeah. looks at the whole person the whole world and then grabs at the best combination of things for you and I just that really resonated with me and so I worked with her and got her advice as well um I'm an artist so I was doing lots of painting and there's red wine in the garage and all of that combined, <laughs> and I guess I yeah. actually healed my heart through painting they had I am not telling, I don't show people my painting, but I, and I would do a canvas and paint it. And then I'd go through that healing journey and then I'd repaint over it with the next chapter. And I just kind of like did this kind of. Oh, wow. That's great. And I, I could feel it moving. It was kind of a, yeah. just my husband oh my actually, goodness. I could really feel it changing and moving. So I, I love the healing. I think it's important. It is. Yeah. Well, that's what I, you know, the whole art therapy, artist therapy is kind of, um, yeah, so true. So yeah, so I guess um, all of that, I was doing a new level of uh, mindfulness and I was, you know, almost, I got to the point where I was even toying with what were my beliefs and, mm. you know, I, I did a little bit of research into Buddhism and all of this sort of stuff, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm actually very um, cherry pick when it comes to that stuff. But it's I okay, like so even much. if you were, I'm sure would forgive you, but I... <laughs> I do think that those moments of when you're having to refine who you are and reconnect and heal at the same time is the time that we go and seek out all the different ways. And I think I think what you did was really great because you didn't like go, this is my one direction. I'm just going to go and be a monk somewhere in Thailand or I'm just going to become an artist or I'm just going to become an alcoholic or I'm just going to become a scary organic person who never touches yeah. anything. You kind of blended a whole lot of stuff. 
Absolutely. And that's so, yeah, you've hit the nail on the head because even when I talk to people about conviction and they're like, oh, it's, you know, it's purist and organic. And does that mean I can't use this and I can't do that? And I always just say, no, you, you curate your life the way it makes sense and has most benefit to you. I'm not anti-Botox. I'm not anti-makeup. You know, if you've got a moisturizer with something synthetic in it that you want to use because it works for you, bloody go ahead and, and put conviction in there. I do encourage organic for scientific reasons and I encourage simplicity um, over time. If you can just make your life simpler, then that benefits you mentally as well as, you know, in your pocket as well. Um, but I am not into anything. And I think actually what people struggle with the most across lots of realms of their life is, is that it's finding balance across yeah. things. It's much easier, as you say, to go straight hard out down one rabbit hole on a crash diet or, you know, um, I'm completely clean beauty and I'm not doing anything else and I'm spending thousands. You know, that's actually easier because you're just yeah. lazy. Moderation is actually the hardest road to walk. Very, absolutely. And I guess when I have conversations with people about things like, as you say, religion or beliefs, they want to try and put me in a box and they're like, oh, so you're kind of more Buddhist. And I'm yeah. like, no, I take from there and I draw from here and my mother is Christian and I have, you know, like I can relate to different parts. And do you know what? I'm allowed to curate my beliefs in that manner as well. And, and so can everybody. You know? I know we haven't talked about um, conviction. I want to in a minute, but it was really interesting. I had a coaching session with my group yesterday and we're um, there's, there's men and women in that group, but it just happened to be all of us 40 plus women in the group that yesterday. And one of them was talking about, and I hate this word, but I did love what she said. She, she has a business where she does a primal health product. It's amazing capsules. Mm. Wow. And but she said it, this is the age of the crone, and now I hate the word the crone because oh. crone is a horrible word to me. But what <laughs> she's saying is it's for women who have gone in the 40 plus stage who are in perimenopause or menopause plus who have all that wisdom, and for years we were sidelined and put to the side and yeah. never put in a place where we were allowed to speak up. You know, if we had yes. gray hair, I've got gray hair, gray hair don't care. Um, you know, <laughs> if we had that and we were in a professional setting, we were merely discredited as not having value, whereas gray-headed men were considered wise. Yes. And that's yep. shifting. Yep, and, absolutely. But yeah. we don't have to look ancient while we're doing it. No, that's it. It's and I think of, that's the magic. Yeah, it is. I mean, I always, like... I have conversations recently about with other, you know, peers and friends that I have. And it's sort of like we came out of a generation of people pleasing. That oh, was a, yes. it was a, it was a generation, and especially women. <laughs> like we've come yeah. out of this generation of, and so we're looking at these younger generations, as much as I think there's a lot that they can learn, um, and a lot that's quite scary, they have this aloof confidence that they yeah. don't need to people please everything my daughters and I have envy it. that and I'm I, trying I to grab it, it and I, go, I, I, love, I love this pisses me off a bit as well but but only because of my daughters and they you know and they're like and they say things like I remember being at a conference and I was freaking out because I just wanted to wear sneakers because I was going to be running around all day and, my, and oh no but I was like if I wear sneakers I'm gonna to have to shave my legs and I'm running out of time and my 16 year old at the time daughter said to me fuck the patriarchy wear unshaved legs you're fine and I was oh like damn, I need to have that confidence in my life. 
Absolutely. I just, I remember spending years and years, and especially I started out my, my career as a hairdresser, believe it or not, and I spent, you know, three years sweeping hair off the ground and um, and just trying to please everybody. And I think because I was very young into a, an environment where I was working with adults and clients that were, you know, a lot older than me, and I was a senior hairdresser quite quickly, I curated and adapted to every new person that I met to the point where it worked really well. They used to come back to me and I was like their counsellor, but I was exhausted. Yeah. I was so tired. I didn't know who I was. I was kind of like, this is so painful to try and adapt to every new person and their needs, you know? Because I, I know like one of the things I said about your product, which we are going to talk about soon, um, conv- the for conviction oil, which is amazing is I shared it on my TikTok and I haven't shared this on my podcast yet, but I, as you know, um, it's a weight loss one because I had weight loss surgery yeah. um, a few weeks ago and I haven't told anyone about this publicly, but part of the reason I decided to have weight loss surgery was I'd been thinking about it for six years and I had been talking to my husband about a whole lot of other people in my life who were having it quite a lot in February and he's, we were out for dinner and he or lunch and he said, do you want to have it? And this was my true response. I don't want to put anybody out. Oh, wow. And I didn't realize until I said that, that my people pleasing, which I thought I had healed so much, actually was so around, I want this so much for myself, but I'm terrified of how it's going to negatively impact everyone else around me because they will also have to change. And I didn't oh, want to and do, is it, do you mean as in being judged for doing No, it? I didn't care about anyone judging me because I've got a really supportive family and friend network, but it was more just this whole idea that, you know, you know, we, I would give up coffee, which was one of the things that my husband and I do a lot together, that yeah, I was yeah. changing the way I eat, which would affect the way we went out for dinner, that it would probably change the things we ate as a family. And that would affect my family or I would have to take time off work. And that was going to impact us because we have a family business. And I had all the stuff and I was like, oh my gosh. And he just looked at me. I was like, that's the worst. That's the worst reason ever. And he said, do you want to yeah. do it? I went, yeah. And he goes, let's do it. And I was all on then. And, and I think that that people pleasing in our generation, it shows itself in so many different ways. Yeah, but it, it does. Such yeah. A, and, and I see it, and you would see it in the clients you work with who are our age and women, where they don't want to put themselves out there or put themselves first or take risks, even for this business they mm. really believe in, because yeah. they're so scared that they might come across in a way that might not fit everybody that's listening to them. Oh, a hundred percent. And I, I think there's also, and I, I do think it's a little bit generational that the, you know, there's words that spring to mind like vanity. You know, yes. if you spend too much time in the, you know, when we were younger, my oh, mum yeah. my mum's oh. here and she's amazing and she's like, love her to absolute bits. But she was from a generation too, and I remember as you know, there's three girls in our family, and it was like, come on, you're being a bit vain, or you're, you know, you're hung up about your nose or something like that, and it was all vanity. It was quite. Yeah a negative thing and then it's the same um yeah it's the same in terms of going after what you want business-wise like, are you getting a bit cocky I remember yes. starting out at, starting out in marketing and oh yeah marketing is a word for it I would yeah. say oh Gemma have you got any ideas and I'd always speak up and be excited and be like okay you're being a bit cocky and I just these words that stick with you and they right didn't through. say it to men I think that's the no, other thing and they only no. say it to, and I I know we're sounding very feminist here but I do think that if, as a that this is a thing in our generation. Mm, it is. I think so too. And I think that's why 
I love the chance and I wish I, I sort of had harnessed it sooner as we all do, you know, but to get yeah. to this point and conviction has been such a pillar in the sand of a moment in time when I went, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to retrofit my, my life yeah. and my learnings with everything that I'm going to grab from these younger generations that I need, that I needed. It is an then, amazing way to do it. Because actually you kind of have to put on the mantle of that younger generation who don't have that barrier. Because I do think a lot of the splashback we get from the 20 somethings and the early thirties group of women, there is a kind of a splashback, but part of it's an envy. Like mm. part of it say how it's like a how dare they go and do that behavior, but it's yeah. actually like a why can't I be doing that behavior and why are they getting to do that when I didn't do it? Yes, yeah, I like I can like it's funny when I think about even marketing. Um, just really quickly, like mm. we came out of a marketing generalist time where you know these days it's like oh you're a digital specialist or you're a digital yeah. native or you're just basically yeah. almost a TikTok marketer. And yet the generalists got, for a time, I think it's definitely coming back into vogue because we got pushed to the side because yeah. we were just like these all or... I know, know it's hard because I'm a generalist too. It's really hard because there are people like, I'm an Instagram specialist. I'm like, well, I kind of do everything. <laughs> yeah, well, and the thing is that I'm seeing now and, you know, talk about talent shortage across the board, but especially in marketing in New Zealand, is there's not enough marketers coming through who can take a holistic view of a business mm. and actually make marketing decisions based on the fact that they get what's happening across the whole business yeah and I think that's similar to what we talk about you know we can drag um and have a bit of envy about some of the traits and emotional qualities and that confidence that these younger people have got but what they don't have is the ability to have more of this holistic life wisdom. Yeah. And I, I think agree. that's where people like you and me can go, okay, we can, how can we teach and advise and build businesses that actually mm. center on that, you know? Um, but, because, but, yeah. And I absolutely adore that. Now, that all that stuff is that part. Let's talk about conviction for a minute. Because obviously, like, I know what it is and you know what it is. And, and everyone's like, what is it? I can tell it's something that Rachel's put on her face, but what is it? Let's talk about that. Because I want to talk then about that blend of that experience and your product and how that's helped. But what is conviction? Like, for you at the moment, what is it? Yes. Well, look, on the face of it, uh this what I'm selling is it's a beauty oil you know it's a you know amazing as you have experienced it's amazing, amazing it's organic beautiful yeah here oil um at the, but then at the heart of the brand is everything I've just described it's mm. basically a tool to do life with conviction it's a tool to get out there and have your lust for life and not apologize to anybody and not you know be judged or do not care about judgment um and so if I can put into the world a product or products in time that supply people with a toolkit of support mm. to live a life with conviction as much as possible then I feel like that that's my purpose you know that's what gets me out of bed and spins my wheels and provides a reminder for me to live my own life with conviction and not apologize all the time um, for success or you know failure or whatever um, so that's the heart of the brand I guess is that uh, it's and and I guess wrapped around that is that um, it, I wanted it to be a disruptor in a market of beautiful luxury and uh, you know organic greenery and 
fresh and all these other cool realms and there's some amazing products out there that are even in the organic space but there was nothing that spoke to me from an edgy gritty you yeah. get the hell out there woman or man um and you take what's yours and you go after it and you do it with conviction because and otherwise yeah. what's the point and the the pack like you know because I've obviously I've ordered it and I was thinking probably my only bone to pick with you would be that the boxing and stuff is so beautiful I am never throwing it away like that's like <laughs> like what am I going to do with it it's, I noticed it today I put over my drawer it's, it's empty like because the box is up the bottles on my my dressing yeah, table yeah. I was like I can't throw it away it's too beautiful the box but like I do think that that is one of the things that you just did so supremely beautifully because the bottle's gorgeous. It has the little knife, um, like around a little tag. And then it has this beautiful box and packaging. And when you buy it, you feel like you've had this big yes moment where you're just like, I have bought this most beautiful thing to indulge myself. I am worth having that. And I think oh, that's, that's what you're doing, right? You're trying to yeah. say, hey, um, I'm giving you passing along a little bit of my conviction about how good I feel at this point in my life stage and here is this little gift to you for you to feel that way and carry that through that's kind of that what you're trying to do 100 yeah? yeah that's an yeah. amazing way to describe it and I guess when I um was in the early days of pulling what that what it would look like in the bottle and in the bathroom together you know and I would get up and you know I'm, I've become over time I didn't used to be a very simple person when it comes to getting ready and all of that um and just to have this bottle in my bathroom, if I got out of bed and did my morning routine and just felt a little bit average, like it was almost a symbol of reminder that, you know, meet yourself where you are, put on your conviction, I'm staring at this little knife and the knife says to me, get out there, woman, like, come on, you've got this. Or, you know, go just start into the day and meet yourself and it's not going to be perfect, but actually there'll be a moment where you come over the hump and there's, Sun and, and you feel better for another that, moment. There's a Mumford and Sons song, which I think is called After the Rain. And it's like, there will come a time when you will see, um, I can't remember the words, but it's like basically you've got over the hill and you can see after all that drudge and rain, this beautiful thing yep. in front of you. And I remember going through a crisis about four or five years ago and I just listened to that every day in the world and just cry. And then suddenly about six months later, I got to that top of the hill and went, and so it's always stuck. And that's what that is, is that kind of yes. like, Yes. No matter what's going through, you know, and, and I, it's weird, you know, people go, well, why would a facial oil do that? But I think for me, um, ritual is really lost for us. But mm. so we need it in our lives, but we don't have a lot of time for like 45 minute meditation sessions. So having a ritual of a facial oil that you're drip, dropping onto the palm of your hand and then mm. putting onto your skin and taking in, it's just time to slowly breathe and connect absolutely yeah and 100% you know there's a couple of mums in Australia who um you know they bought both and they've got a morning and an evening with the, the rebel gold and the queen bee now and that's she, a good idea actually I yeah. might do that because I just use the rebel gold but that's actually a good idea yeah well we sort of the perfect picture and I guess um you know we kept the hero ingredients mm. on their own stages because of the act mm -hmm. of nutrients and all of that so she does that morning and night um and she's got two kids and a full-time job and she said my life is chaos like half the time I just look yeah. like chaos but she said do you know what I do when I walk into that bathroom at night and I drop the you know the beautiful drops out 
everything slows down and I literally treat myself like a queen as I rub it in. It's you so know. nice. <laughs> I love that. Like, oh my God, can you send me a video of that? I just love it. The whole idea of it. Just, just for those like couple of minutes in my evening, I just mm. go, you know, you're amazing. Because <laughs> I, I do think that there is that, you know, and, and one of the things I found quite fascinating is your product you will continue to sell it direct you're not planning to retail it like in stores yeah well look funny you should ask that I I I tried to at the beginning and I had some really good advisors sort of established businessmen who said look yep you know do e-commerce um but make sure you get a big retailer on board because then it's going to be great for cash flow and I was like okay always great as well as doing everything to set up the e-commerce I was grafting with you know Smith and Coe's and farmers and and actually, they were both really interested um, in the brand and all of that. But man, it's hard work and they don't care about you. And right. hoop after hoop after hoop after hoop and so much of my time and energy. And I got to the point where I was like, do you know what? I don't, I don't need you. And there'll come a time when you come to me and ask me to have the brand yes. in store. There will be and that time. Yeah, absolutely. And I also didn't really feel like from a brand values perspective, it was necessarily a fit. No. The other thing that selling direct has taught me, which I would never have gotten if I'd had a massive order from a retailer straight off the bat, is learning about how people interact with the brand and the product. Like I, people kind of message me and go, oh, hey, hope you and the team are well. And I'm like, oh, ha, ha, this is the team. <laughs> I'm the team. <laughs> I'm, I'm this person, this like person, this. Yeah, I'm everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm the one like pulling over and driving to Tauranga the other day with my son in the back to, to pull over and um, answer the live chat on the website. Sounds familiar. Because it's it Sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> but what I've learned, like learning about people's, issues and problems and the woman saying I don't really want to look in the mirror right now and then I'm right there listening and learning and you know shaping the brand off the back of that first-hand contact is like gold like I just you know and there was parts of the business early on which I did some e-commerce training and the guy said to me you're, you're going to have to do all of this and I said I can't I, I don't have time I'm not that technical I'm going to farm these bits out to people and he goes do not do that you can farm them out once you've learned how to do them yourself. Yes, that is such good advice. I have the exact same advice. And you would probably for many people when they're doing look at their marketing as well, right? Yeah. You have to understand it. Yeah, 100%. It's like, a you know, a back to the hairdressing analogy. I My, my uh, trainer said to me, seeing all these crazy cuts that were being done by my senior counterparts. And I said, why can't, I'm creative. Why can't I break out and do these crazy yeah. cuts? And she goes, because until you learn the rules of hair cutting, yes. you cannot break them. You it's can only so break them. True. And I do think that there is this real push where we want to run before we walk. And yeah. in business, it is so important to do that drudge. I see so many small business owners going, I'm launching my business. Can someone take over my socials? And I'm like, you don't have a voice yet. People don't yeah. know you. People don't know the words. Like I, I the book you know, that I've, I've written, someone said the other day, it's weird because I've listened to your voice on so many webinars and I've you know been on lives with you. And I feel like you're just talking to me when I read this. And it's, it's that voice recognizing yes. the brand voice and and you've done that really well because you've implemented parts of your own story you use candid photos in your advertising which is yeah. great because they're not you know I'm really into using candid photos on Facebook advertising because mm. 
bait you slow the scroll they're not like this polished photo of you in a studio 100 percent. yeah it you feels know? weird to start with and you go yes Ooh. and you and my daughter my daughter does that works for us and does facebook ads she's fantastic about it and that was her most heartbreaking thing about facebook ads because she does these beautiful designs with animation and we oh, always yeah. make her test them with an ugly ad not that your ads are ugly but you know, like, <laughs> no i know but like, I, it's candid. ugly pretty right yeah, ugly, it's pretty. ugly pretty <laughs> And she's always like, damn it, the ugly pretty one's doing way better than my beautiful ad. And it, and But it is because we have this real desire to connect with something that's real. And Partially. if you've got an organic yeah. product, your marketing needs to feel organic too. 100%. And I think people are, you know, I mean, you'd get the whole digital clutter thing, the apathy yes. and the... So easy. You know, it's rife. It's rife. And it's just, you know, as you say, people are craving and crying out for something that's real and authentic and I think even the um you know the least knowledge person in marketing can the the level of cynicism around something totally slick yes and engineered you know yes. most of us can see through that straight away um, and it's interesting because you're and I don't mean slick in a bad way here your packaging and your brand is actually slick Yep. But so it's interesting because it becomes a happy surprise because you feel like you've had like a personable or, you know, quite an organic relational kind of co conversion, even with mm. we'll talk about it in a minute, um, to your product. But then when it arrives, it's luxe and it's slick and at high quality. So you get kind of like this double whammy of I yeah. need to get it again to get that experience. But the initial, tr you're tricking people. You're tricking people <laughs> with your kindness. Well, I just like I'm I'm personally a dichotomy. I think life can be a dichotomy. And I that's a really good point that you raised because I actually had a conversation yesterday with a guy in Sydney who runs a user-generated content oh, yes. agency. Yep. So I'm sort of, you know, trying to work out whether yep. they might be able to create some content mm -hmm. for me. And I was very much like, I don't want this whole paid influencer thing with ad on it. I don't want that. Um I also have been using like super candid, like customer photos and really raw stuff. Like it's pretty raw, um, which I absolutely love. But how do you get that beautiful alignment between this is the brand that this is the brand aesthetic and there is a beauty and a slickness to it, as you say. And how do we marry that up with the authentic raw stuff? So that it all kind of weaves in really nicely, but it makes total sense to people, you know. Mm. Um, but I think also that kind of cut through in the real world, where as you say, oh, it's a familiar, approachable brand, but now I've got this package in my hand, and that's kind of leveled me up even more. You know, I, lo I love it even more because it's yeah. this blend of something that's blindsided me a little bit. I, I so, think that's where it works. I actually think. Um, because one of the things that people get stuck on often on Facebook ads, which you would know, is that we can't do before and afters. The minute you do before and afters, yeah. your account gets banned. Um, yeah. And and so, but what so what you're doing by using real life people, but and using those testimonies, you're doing that powerful end user testimony, so people trust it more. Um, but you've yeah. got photos of them, like actual real people that aren't just like in a in a studio with this perfect makeup and perfect hair. And yeah. some of them have very like no makeup on at all. And most of them have yeah. no makeup on on all, on all. And they're showing their skin close up, which is quite fascinating, you know. Absolutely. And I just also I think when you start out in business and you create a brand, um, there's an element of remaining true to your gut and your your yes. original purpose, but also 
where it can grow and where there's opportunity, choosing choosing carefully where you're going to lean into stuff that actually is a surprise to you. So for me, you know, we launched and actually I was working with an agency and they kind of went, oh my God, this brand's going to resonate with such a young market. Uh-huh. And I was kind of like, oh, yeah, it will because it's kind of cool. Um, but to be honest, the meaning and the story and the price point and all of that actually lends itself to maybe a slightly older market. So what I've learned so far is that there are 85-year-olds who are messaging me going, oh, I love this conviction stuff. And my skin, my husband's saying, I look great and the little knife makes me feel so cool. I'm like, oh my God, you're 85. I love you. Honestly, no, my mum, my mum wears leather pants. I think she doesn't know who, she's 78. She is like the coolest, she's the coolest grandma out. She was a hippie and I was raised with a mother who didn't ever wear makeup. So I had to like go and get makeup training, like at a makeup school, because I didn't know how to use it. And you're like, I would totally buy, in fact, I think I will for her birthday. I would buy that because for years, all she's ever done is put like moisturizer on her face and she has amazing skin but she would love the oil and I do think like you know when you look at like the ideal market when you look at disposable income and you look at things like that 40 plus is is such an ignored market you know yeah and especially for luxury brands and even when a 40 plus is the market so often they use businesses will use a 25 year old to market to a 40 plus market oh I've had women who have emailed me uh, sorry messaged me off the back of a Facebook ad and said to me I'm about to purchase for one reason only that you're the only brand I've seen in a very long time that's not afraid to use a grey-haired woman in your ads. And I'm just so, so happy. And it's such a good day for me that I'm going to buy your product regardless of how... how Amazing though, right? Oh, wow. Isn't that also kind of sad? Like I know, you know, um, as someone who is, um, you know, had been plus size for a lot of her life, you know, it's a big thing. I shouldn't press this out loud, but like City Chic is known for using size 12 models when, you know, and and like lots of brands and it's like, but your, your, your brand is plus size. And, and, yeah. and so, so it's like this thing of like actually using people who are your target market should not be a revolutionary concept. And yet it is. And that's the thing. And I guess, I don't know, when I think back to having, um, to learning stuff, even at uni about marketing, and it was sort of like, oh no, that's justified because it's aspirational. And I'm like, how is it aspirational for a 50-year-old woman to think that in reality she's ever going to look 20 again? Like, yeah, we don't. not stupid. No. <laughs> you know, we don't, we think we look young until we compare it to our 20-year-old face and realise we're not so young. But you're yeah. right, you know, our faces do change and they do, they alter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I just, you know, I also love the beauty of kind of imperfection. Like I, you know, every time I attempt to to do a video and I'm not very good at it, I need to buy those special lights and whatever that's meant to sit over your head. Have you got one of those? I I don't even have many of them on, but I will tell you that my big one that I've got over here, I, I have like that. And I put like, if I'm doing filming, if I've got three lights on, it does make such a big difference. Yeah, uh-huh. and so I've got all of that to learn. And I guess I also laugh at myself because people are like, oh, we want to see you more and we want to see. And so I try and do this stuff and I'm staring at myself going, oh my God, you're you're selling, you're going to be selling beauty oil on this thing. Look at your, like your eyes are droopy. This is hereditary for me. And then I've got like, you know, last night's bags under there. I'm like, do you know what? This is part of your conviction. 
you need to be in these videos and even if you make note of it in the intro oh look at my funny eyes and look at this like these are my things these are my hang-ups that I meet with myself every time I look in the mirror um but the whole package I'm like do you know what yeah woman you look bloody good come on let's go I'm just gonna just reassure you that never once during this we're filming this as video um I'm just gonna I had never noticed your droopy eyes (laughs) You will now, though, won't you? <laughs> yeah, well, now you draw attention. I'm just going to look at them the whole... I will say, I read this really cool book by Robin Holden, and it was a book, I think it's called... Oh, I can't remember what it's called, but Loveability. It's called Loveability. And there's, like, this thing you're meant to do in it where you're meant to stand in front of a, a mirror and say, I love you to yourself for a full minute. Yeah, so I put the timer yeah. on. 15 seconds in, I went, oh, Lord, one of my eyebrows is higher than the other. <laughs> and I yeah. honestly, I had to go to this movie premiere like that night and I, I could hardly walk in the room. And I think I mentioned it to about seven people. Like, and, and someone said, oh, you can cure that with Botox. And I'm just like, maybe I need to have Botox to fix my yeah. eyebrow, you know? And I realized my face wasn't 100% symmetrical. And I was like, I don't know if that was what I was meant to discover. But yeah, it I know. <laughs> it's crazy and I was trying to get inspiration from a lot of other women who have done Brett you know like this Dose and Co lady and I'm like these are all like perfectly symmetrical faced women who have decided to go and sell something in the beauty space what the hell was I thinking like you are beautiful don't you you are beautiful we see up and we do see our own imperfections and we don't see them in other people we're our biggest critics 100% and I I guess um you know just thinking about conviction back to the product and and going through my teams and again a generation that didn't have a lot of knowledge around acne and blemishes and I guess that's the whole skin thing like if you're a teenager with acne especially a girl it is debilitating that's really yeah you know and you've got years of it you've got years of it and back when we were teenagers you know it was awful contraceptive pills or synthetic pills to try and balance your skin which yeah aracutane and hormones in your 20s and you never quite get it right and I just think back to even subconsciously how much of my confidence was knocked in those years and the choices that I made because of that and if I can create a product set that even that helps mums and their daughters and sons you know skin is confidence good skin, skin confidence. equals confidence it's, it's you know? weird because you know there's a part of me that's like hey you know I could be confident without but we talked about this a little bit before the show as well and I talked about you know moving from being plus size to not and seeing how easy it is to kind of walk into a room and I talked a bit about my social anxiety when I was going to lots of PR things as a plus size person and how hard that was and um and I think that you know we say we say that it is not it is not the the only thing but I think what happens is when you you can be confident without great skin or without like Mm. whatever the issue is or with a weird face I I was saying you've never killed a man with your face so you know all faces are beautiful to me but I think that what happens is if you don't have you know if this if if your skin is good and things like that you're not having to sheathe sheathe yourself in an armor before you walk in and steal yourself and prepare yourself there's not as much energy expended and I think that's yeah. what I'm learning as I go through this journey myself is that it's an easing of the energy that you have to carry with you all the time to yeah. be as a shield or a cloak around you to help you walk through 100%. that. Conflict. And I also, I also, I think you're absolutely right. And I'm, I agree with you that you can find confidence however you look. That's yes. 100% what I believe. But 
when your skin isn't right, it actually signals something else in terms it's of out what's of going on your with body. your body. Yeah, definitely. Fixed. And yeah. also, at the end of the day, you know what? Life is just bloody hard sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, why should you have to grapple with something else? Yeah. That, you know, very, very can true. help solve for you, that then it's just another thing you don't have to worry about and you can get back to focusing on so true. Stuff, you know, I just think... <laughs> So, so one of the things we talked about in the um, before we started was we talked about how you have used user-generated content or real fans. But initially, did you start with inf- like proper influencers, like you know, like influence influencers? Yeah, like the real deal. And so that, for, even in my whole seventeen years of marketing, it's not a space that I've played in at all. So it was all very new to me, and I put 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 in my trust in the agency I was using. Um, and yeah, it was a very robust. We had about twelve influencers most of them were pretty young so that probably wasn't quite right um and yeah look it it drove a lot of traffic I would say that there was lots of traffic and kind of on a I would I don't want to be mean but sort of vanity metrics around um engagement and comments it made you feel like you got like you got you got the um what's the word endorphin boost or dopamine boost of like yeah it was kind of like look at yeah absolutely but not as Um, many sales no, no, not people converting. And I think my my challenge for that space, and I think, you know, it is becoming a bit of a uh, thing that's being challenged, is the true influencer, paid influencer space. It's actually a little bit incestuous, to be honest, in that, you know, I would have one influencer put up a post and there'd be lots of engagement and traffic. And I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Not a lot of sales. I'll dive into this a bit more. And it's, all of the other influencers just loving and liking yeah. and they all go around in a group and they all kind of do the same thing and I'm like yeah. these aren't potential customers these are no. just other influence <laughs> yeah so, yeah I think look is there a place for it yes I think there is because especially in that younger market um the whole this is an ad if, it, if it's done right I don't think some people worry about that I think user generated content is where it's at where you know, you're actually asking someone to try and like and potentially love your product. Um, Payment changing hands, whatever, work that out later or, you know, but that I love your product, it's part of my life now and therefore let's do a partnership because I want, we can help each other. Um, For me, that's where it's at for conviction. Because I know that, and I said this to you before, that I eventually bought it initially because um, I saw Emma Johns using it um, because I follow her. She's a stylist and she's recently also been going through a battle with cancer. So she talked about how cancer had impacted her skin and having this oil on. And that was my first initial thing around it. And then I got retargeted with your ads because I went to your website. But one of the reasons I like that was that if Emma says, like Emma's influenced me before, like, and not always directly, like once she did a must have for a white linen shirt, didn't look at any of hers, but then went and bought another one, you know, because I was like, actually, yeah. I need that white linen shirt. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I feel like with, with someone like her, when she talks about something, I know that she will only talk about things that she actually uses or loves, or she's got a, an emotional connection to. And, and so I do think that that is one of the hardest things around this with brands is that we want to find someone who's got great reach. Like not always, you don't always have to have a huge audience to be a great influencer if your audience is super, super engaged. 
absolutely like they i think is it micro they call micro them with, you know yeah. like maybe a thousand followers but the, yeah. the thousand followers are just so in there and you know really engaged in commenting and things i think absolutely it, it is really a case of weeding out and um doing your research i think on who fits yeah. your brand who fits your values um, who's willing to try or take your product without any maybe payment changing hands to start with yeah um you know that's where i would be probably encouraging other small businesses getting started to it you know not just go let's do an influencer strategy okay let's go and choose from a panel of people and pay them 500 bucks each to do a post because you know what it's a flash in the pan it's very expensive and i yeah. just i don't think you'll get conversions out of it yeah, because I've been doing, because I've my book self-published, I've always had a penguin behind me and, and they, you know, even though I thought they weren't doing anything at the time, I've realized they were doing quite a lot. Um, and so I've done this one this time. And I, for this one, um, that's kind of what I, I've been using that same philosophy. I went and found people that I just like that I know yeah. like me as well and don't yeah. have massive followings, but have an engaged following and said, do you want a copy of the book? And though, and they're kind of getting ready now to review it and really happy to share it. And to me, that means a lot more than having like a really big person do it because I know that they'll have engaged audiences that can do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, I, and I remember having a post with um, Matilda Green, who, you know, I, I love her. She's lo so lovely. Yeah, she's she cool, eh? And like yeah, no makeup ever. I just no, and she's, Yeah, she, and she just uses an oil, I think. She's a yeah. beautiful skin. Phenomenal. But she was promoting something else, which I won't mention, um, on one of her posts. And, and I commented, I love it too. I've been using it. And about seven people that followed me went, well, if you use it, I'm buying it. I'm thinking, well, that's kind of weird because it's actually Matilda yeah. Green's yeah. post. <laughs> but it just shows, you know, like, actually it is around that who you know yeah that does make it a is. difference yeah and I just I think there's another um you know on the whole influencer space trends where it's going is those true partnerships that you just described like for example with Emma now like we've still never met you know face yeah. to face which is definitely on the cards but there's a real understanding there's humor in our conversations on Instagram there's me going I'm going to repost something on LinkedIn because I'm just want to hear this should. woman yeah and um you know like to me that's a it transcends doing business this is a I value you I, I value what you're about and let's help each other you know through life a little bit you know that to yeah. me is the next wave of it is. influencer marketing you know I love it I think that's a really beautiful way to see it and I think brands do get really hooked up on um, how they should be using it but actually if they look at the way that it's really just extending your community and, yeah. and one of the things we talked about prior and I do want to bring this up is one of the reasons it worked with Emma and you know and even with my little TikTok that I did on my account and, and I know you got some sales from that and I'm really pleased mm -hmm. you did um, because I do I really love the product is mine was like a, and we we're talking about this before the trick with this is to find communities within communities so there's yeah. 40 plus women I'm 50 so I'm 50 plus um but oh, then yeah. I had oh, yeah you would have thought that oh well that's really that's nice the oil. Oh, it's the oil <laughs> sell it for me baby sell it for me yeah, exactly but one of the things is I've got this like weight loss account and I know that lots of the us women have got this thing where we kind of get this awful crepey neck after yes. we lose lots of weight and Very so I mean, I'm talking specifically yeah. just to that and there's all the people going I need that boom 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 and, and it's yeah. and it's the same with Emma like even though I was influenced by her 
really for her, the big influence is that she's got a whole lot of other people who are going through a cancer struggle and wanting to make their skin feel good. The chemo is yeah. really destroying it. And that's a seam. And I think yes. that, that's finding those seams of communities, yeah. really engaged communities within communities, that's the secret. It is. Yeah, and I think if you sort of, you know, think about the benefits of that um, way of thinking for broader business world, I think, you know, we talked about, sacrifice to gain focus yes. at the start and you know the niche within the niche because even if you think about running a Facebook ad campaign if you don't know your niche within your niche pain point yes then you can't ever hope to craft a headline or a creative image that's going to make someone stop scrolling like you I don't think half of sort of SME New Zealand really truly understands the level of clutter and apathy that exists within yeah. a digital so environment much. and that actually it's so just much. comes back to that niche it comes yeah to, you know let's do away with this and it feels awkward and I feel like I should be bringing all of these extra audiences in no go after your niche and you'll have an you know whatever 80 percent chance of actually owning it so, because it, it when someone feels like the ad is talking directly to them that only works when you niche down yeah absolutely yeah and look I even as a marketer of 17 plus years I had to kind of learn that again you know it's I thought I had your it own business I find it yeah. harder with my own business than I do with doing it it's very easy to tell other people how to do it, it is, yeah yeah no, much easier yeah 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 my, my marketing it's the worst I will tell you my that's the other reason my my marketing TikTok is a total failure because I have changed my niche on there about 17 million times my little target niche because tick, like that's the other thing too though and I think this is so important all the other platforms are copying TikTok's algorithm and yeah. TikTok's algorithm is is amazing because if you stick to your little niche they yeah. push your content out so far you know oh, but if the yeah, minute you move yeah. out of your niche they don't know how to cope with it and yeah and so that and the, and the problem and so we'll go oh that's just TikTok but Instagram and Facebook are spending millions studying that algorithm LinkedIn's yes. learning from it and yes. so if we don't yes. learn it it will really 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 hurt us it really is and look I, you know I I guess I always had people doing that detailed sort yeah, of ads management that's for me. a hard thing when you've been yeah in. yeah it was <laughs> really like drink your own Kool-Aid woman because here we go we're going to be doing this ourselves for a while um and I have and I'm really like you know back patting oh, you should day. totally like, be patting yeah, your back I'm on so, it it's great I'm so techno but yeah the whole um it's a big and and like it or hate it it's a big acquisition machine that you do need to respect Yes. You know, it is something that you are leveraging to connect with communities and sell products. So you need to respect the machine. You can't thumb your finger to it. You can't yes, that's so um, true. decide that you know better in terms of targeting. I did that for quite a while. Yep. <laughs> I know, we, we all did, right? Yeah. Especially it's in our terrible. 40, you know, 40 plus generation. Oh, yeah, I know oh. better. I'm going to tell that Facebook exactly how they yeah, should Yeah, pay Mark Zuckerberg yeah. more money. No way. You know? Yeah. But, you know, it's actually quite an amazing machine once you learn how to kind of flow, you know, through it. It is. It really um, is. So I've learned a lot, yeah. Now, um, I'm going to get you to tell me um, really soon how everyone can buy your amazing oil uh, because I do think it is really awesome. Um, but uh, before we do that, gosh, my brain totally went there. Um, um, 
I was going to, oh, do you do email marketing? You do do email, email marketing, don't you? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got a really cool, again, sort of work with a, a girl who's um, smarter than me to set it up, but all of the content and the language is all me because I want it to sound very, so you know, important. Yeah, 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 yeah. So definitely email marketing. We've got, um, I guess that the whole point with the startup is, is, you know, you've got to invest in marketing at the front end yeah. to bring people in. Um then you get a chance, and I'm not there quite there yet, but you get a chance to then build the business based on toll-free marketing, which you is will. email. Yeah. Um, so, you know, people that love the product, you know, getting them to repeat buy, to buy more, to buy the next new product that you're releasing, um, to get on a subscription. So all of that good sort of stuff becomes, you know, growth without having to spend so much at the awareness mm -hmm. front end. Yeah, so very important. Did I answer your question then? I feel like I just went on a... No, you totally did. It was fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's okay because I, I had this thing up, but it's okay. I can obviously... Be, I forgot what it was. I've done pretty well. My I thought my brain was going to be out about halfway through. <laughs> and I, I've really been well. so engaged. This has been so good. Um, so <laughs> if good. people um, if people want to get hold of your Conviction Oil um, or some of your other products they grow, where do they come? And also, you have an email list eh, on your website because... I'm just going to say my major bugbear at the moment is because you get ads through, and this is one of the things I really liked is you do have an email list with a, a little discount. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, basically if you head to the website, which is www.conviction.co.nz, mm -hmm. um, you pretty much get hit um, with the little pop-up pretty quickly. Yep. And Good. Then if you put your details in there, then it will give you the code for uh, $15 off any first purchase. So then you'll go into our list and we update you on um, any sort of deals or events or I often write a blog and give advice and um, we're also releasing a cleanser shortly. Oh, so exciting. Know about that. I know, I'm very excited. Can't, can't go faster. Um, so yeah, I'll hold yeah. off and buy my other ones. I've got one at the moment, so I'll hold off when I run out of Yeah, yeah, no, do that. Yeah, hopefully yeah. like a couple of months away. So Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because one of the things I've been, I actually wanted to put a post in a Facebook group to rant about this because there's been a few times in the last month or so where I've seen a great ad for clothes on Shopaholic or something else and I've jumped on and they don't have an email to subscribe to. And I'm like, I'm not going to buy the first time I come to this website. And yeah. it's just so, it's such a basic thing. Like have, and then people say, I don't like the pop-up. Yeah. Look, I'm telling you, if that person's engaged, pop-ups work really, really well. I was that person. Yes. I was that person who, who set up a, a Shopify website and went, I am not going to annoy my visitors by having yes. a pop-up. And um, then I did this sort of e-commerce intensive training and he was like, do the pop-up. And when I see in Clavio that I use for the back end, the amount of, you know, you're not going to get everyone. No, but you people, get a lot. You get a people lot. People are going to bounce, but you also get very engaged people. Yes, you do. You know, you're That's building good. a database wow. of engaged people. So That's very good. Um, I would absolutely recommend it. Just don't make it hard for them. Don't do not no. do it as in like, you've got to wait for your email to get the code or anything like that. It's just um, easy. Yeah make it easy yeah so, so tell me what's the email what's the website address we've got to come and get your conviction products from so it's just conviction.co.nz so very Perfect. simple um, and you can get it for new zealand and australia yes well i'm actually shipping uh worldwide now worldwide like, you know, okay we do this in other places <laughs> so that's really awesome so i'm just gonna say highly recommend it a plus plus would buy again um Yay. so you know definitely get it um the, i promise you guys this wasn't like a planned like hour-long ad um, <laughs> but i do think you know um 
I, I wanted to talk to you because I love the way that you tell the story and all those other things. Um, but I, also uh, I feel very privileged to have come on. I feel very special today. Oh, I feel very you. important. Oh, it's been it's a highlight uh, of both of our days. I'll probably go and have a nap now. So, oh, absolutely. <laughs> and look, I followed you on LinkedIn for so long, and I have to say that uh, you're one of those cut through people for me. You're like the oh, French, that's so your nice. language, and you're Thank you're very you. honest. And people are a bit shrouded in corporate BS on LinkedIn, and so I'm like, oh, there's yeah. Rachel. Look at her. That <laughs> is so nice to hear. Thank you. I so well. You've definitely earned a book now. So get one sent. Um, <laughs> Please. I would love that. That'd yeah. be awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I will be, um, I'll do a little bit in the outro for those of you who are listening, just around a few pointers that have come up through here that you can think about for your own business. And otherwise, um, thanks for listening. And Gemma, thank you so much for being here today. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having that me. Lovely. I want to talk a little bit about one of the things that Gemma has noticed and we talked about in the podcast because it relates to every single business that's trying to use content marketing at the moment. I have really discovered this, especially through the TikTok account I've got, as I mentioned, around my weight loss, which I put in this podcast. But one of the things that I wanted to talk about was understanding that there are already engaged communities for us on the internet. And this is not an idea that's new. You know, Seth Godin talks about this in his book, Tribes. But I've really, really understood it from a very practical point as I've started to tap into some of these engaged communities. Sometimes our content can be amazing, but we still don't see the growth that we actually deserve. And it's not because the content has a problem. It's just that we're not targeting it or directing it at an engaged community that's already really active and wanting to communicate with us and engage with us. So if you know that your content is great, then maybe it's just that you have to find those seams of deep engagement and target your content a little bit better into those groups. It's why people sometimes go, hey, I'm only going to work with women business owners because they know that that's an easier sell. I know for me, I've re- I've not wanted to do that, but I also know that doing that makes it much easier to sell products. So we have to sometimes make choices, um, but sometimes there are seams of communities that are easier to go for. So have a think about that for your own business. And if you know it's not that, if you know it's not the con- content Um, it's not the direction that's going and it is the content, I'd love to help you. Obviously, you can start with buying the book, Be a Spider Builder Web. That's a really easy way to do that. Come and be part of our Facebook group, Map It Marketing. And if you want some help and support, you're always welcome to message me and ask for a time for us to work together, either one-on-one or with my group program, The Content Master Web. Our next intake isn't until the beginning of March next year, so you've got plenty of time to get your head around it. Right, that's me for this week. Uh, And next week, it's just me talking to you and teaching you. Until then, have a great week, and thank you for listening in. If you love what you heard today, be sure to hit subscribe. And if you love this episode in particular, I'd love it if you shared it on social media. Remember to tag me in so I can say thank you. Have a great week, and we'll talk soon.